Broadcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! See, she knows the song, too. Oh, yeah. I love the song. I can't believe it. you guys didn't open with this before. I have no idea. What, the song? Yeah. I know about the song. No, but did you guys open with it before? No. I can't believe you didn't. Like, yeah. with, with the show starting with the name Aquarius, I'm like, oh, yeah. my God, Age of Aquarius. Yeah, That's yeah, what's happening, right? Well, we're not as quick as you. Listen, we're, we're, yeah. we're not as creative. Screw you guys. You're the actor, right? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> hey, guys, what's up? Um, I'm Hannah Pritchard. I'm new. I'm stoked to be here today. This is really <laughs> awesome. Um, this is After Buzz TV, uh, after show for Aquarius. If you guys haven't already, you guys can subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, check us out at AfterBuzzTV.com. Download us on SoundCloud, iTunes, comment, rate. Please let us know how we're doing. I know you guys have a lot of, like, comments and thoughts and feels about the show. I think everybody does because, I mean, it's an amazing show about an amazing time period and a huge, huge everything turn of things. So everybody's got a lot to say about it, which is really pretty cool. And we obviously want to make it the best show that we can for you guys. And speaking of which, there is actually an opportunity for you guys to tell us what you really think about us by going to podcastone.com and taking, like, a three-minute survey only three minutes on what you guys really, really think about us. We don't care. You can be really, really mean, but it's, <laughs> a, it's our opportunity to make things as good for you as possible. Um, so please go do it now. Just go to podcastone.com and let us know what you're thinking. Um, and also, you guys can tweet at us during the show, after the show, all throughout the week. Let us know what you're thinking about the show since it is online and we you can watch it all any time of the day, every day, when it's not airing on television. <laughs> and you can hashtag abtv.com. ABTV Aquarius, sorry. And exactly. <laughs> this is the longest intro ever. <laughs> and you can also use another hashtag right now. Um, it is hashtag Dance Battle America. Yes, hashtag Dance Battle ABC. Sorry. Hashtag Dance Battle ABC. Mm-hmm. Um, Maria Menunos, the creative creator of Afterbuzz TV. Uh, alongside Julianne Huff, um, have been doing Dance Bottle America for the past couple holidays, mm-hmm. um, basically doing these amazing dance battles over social media. And they have actually been brought on to do it on network television for ABC. Um, you can submit your own videos at www.dancebattleamericacasting.com and have a chance to be on television. If you guys do it, we'll do it. We'll there make we our own dance video. Let's do it. So you guys should absolutely do it. Um, once the challenge took, took off, celebrities like Kate Hudson and Amber Riley have joined in to this crazy dance battle craze. So jump on the bandwagon, do it, submit your video, maybe you'll be on TV. Anyways. That'll be fun. You can take a breath now. We did it. We <laughs> made it through that introduction. Got it. I got it. forgot what show we were doing. I know, right? We are doing Aquarius, you guys. Yeah. This is episode Home is Where You're Happy, which is a through line throughout the entire episode, which mm-hmm. is pretty great. Um, but I want to be- begin talking about the episode by talking about the murder of Gladner, obviously, because that's the most important part of the show, mm-hmm. um, or this episode at the beginning. Um, so... Gladner, we learn, is this drug dealer who has been killed at the end of the last episode. 
Um, and I don't know about you guys, but I was like confused at the beginning of this episode because it wasn't even Brian and Sam's case. Right. They were just like on board for this case. Sure. They more so, which my understanding is they wanted um, that Brian didn't believe that Mike was guilty, so he was helping him more so, and that's why they wanted to be a part of the case. Is that what everybody else thought? Yeah. Brian Ma- didn't believe that Mike was guilty. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's who they had in holding um, for it. Did 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 they really believe Mike was guilty, or were they just holding him for the? I didn't even know why they were holding him. They were just. Did they just want to solve the case, but. That was his. That was his snitch. I mean, Brian didn't know. Knew he wasn't guilty. Right. Well, Brian. You're right. But Mike was more so just there at the scene of the crime, so he looked guilty, fleeing from the scene where this dead body was found. Well, they found out that he was innocent and still kept him in the holding cell just for, like, well, because they wanted right just for fun. Well, right. because they wanted to find out. Like Brian's motives were to find out who the, the bigger, the bigger of picture of everything. But I feel like that was a little. You can't just hold... Like, I don't know. Well, it definitely backfired on oh, them. Oh, yeah, exactly. 100%. Right. Which I thought was actually funny that it did backfire on them, only because Sam broke Marvin's arm. Yeah. And that was what traveled faster. It was right. not that they brought somebody in, but that he broke this guy's arm in the process of bringing him in. Yeah, exactly. And within, like, less than 24 hours, it had already gotten to... Mm-hmm. Um, gotten to... What? Guapo. Got out, yeah. Guapo. That's another. I love their relationships, Sam and Brian. Brian has to be by the book. Sam is old school; I doesn't l- want to be by the book at all. And Brian's like, Sam's like, continue to hold him. And Brian, and like, he was like, well, isn't that illegal? illegal? Yeah. No, I lo- I agree, and I actually think that's a really wonderful element about this show is showing that different in the generation gap in him. Um, and Brian being so morally driven by things mm-hmm. and. And Sam not even necessarily not being morally driven, but just like, I don't really care. Right, exactly. We just need to do what's right, or not even what's right, but whatever gets us to the end game. He just seems a little lazier about it, going about stuff than Brian does. He just doesn't care. Right, exactly. Which is a great David Duchovny character. Like He's just a smartass, he's quick-witted, he's... Exactly. I think he's just the perfect guy for this part. No, absolutely. It's just, it's him all over again. It is. He's the laid-back guy that doesn't care... But gets the job done, right? You know, just absolutely. Any way he can be, and he doesn't care what people think. No, no, just and doesn't. and there were so many times in this episode where I feel like we really got to see him just like be a badass, like mm-hmm. have those conversations with certain characters, which we'll like get to more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel like that kind of was lacking in a couple in the first couple episodes. We didn't really get much time of Sam being just like. A baller. Right. And I think now that we're getting actually had like a full case that wasn't centered around Manson, mm-hmm. we're getting to see that part of Sam's character. Yeah, I feel like Manson is barely even in this episode. Which, exactly. Yeah. Which, like, obviously we'll get to. We'll talk about that more so at mm-hmm. the end. But I think that's an important factor mm-hmm. in this episode that he wasn't the main point. Because I know. Like, audiences and viewers have had an issue with this show. Is it a cop show? Is it about right. this time period? Is it about Manson? And I think that's a really cool element, which we'll talk about more. Sure, but, yeah. well, um, but anyways, getting back to the murder, um, they first go, and Sam's character goes to meet Lucille at the, what is it, the Peach Pussycat. Right. The wife of the husband <laughs> yes. th- that died, yeah. who is a, like a coffee shop. He, he, like, owns a coffee shop, but has this big burlesque, like, right. strip club. Which like, already just screams sketchy. Right, and he's like, didn't you know that 
that your husband had that she's like, I don't know. I don't yeah. even know. It's okay. She, we'll see a lot more of her. Oh, yeah. She's up to no good. It was good. hilarious. Sam knew she was shady from the start. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he's like, I know you're lying. Just stay out of murders again. Right. He's just like, he just doesn't, he doesn't care again. Right. she's the shadiest woman ever. Yeah. Well, how, 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 did you, how did you, she has a burlet, she has a strip club, you know? Yeah. And she's, yeah, the boss. Well, and that is the issue, like we were saying before, about his character and being just like not by the book about things at all. Mm-hmm. Because him being this way with Lucille is also the way that he was with Marvin and Gladner's character, which ultimately got him in trouble at the end. Right. With Gladner being murdered for what Sam did and letting somebody else go. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like this. He's creating this endless cycle for himself. Again, he doesn't care then because Brian was upset. Brian's like, "This is our responsibility." The art that Gladden is now murdered, and yes. Sam's like, "No, it's my it's responsibility." It's my responsibility. It's he okay. was a drug dealer. Who cares? I don't care. Yeah, just get over it. Exactly. <laughs> just, just nothing affects him. Yeah, he's he, a World War Two veteran. He's been his son's been in Vietnam. He's got other things to worry about. It's tough as nails. So he's got a lot going on in his personal life. Kind of crazy. And doesn't really seem to care too much about the whole cop front, which is fine. I think it adds to his character. It creates a cool... But he's smart, too. That's yeah. what I love about him. He's it, super switched on with the world. Exactly. And, and gets the cases solved. Exactly. That's what we've seen mm-hmm. so far. And I think that's why he is so laid back about it, because he is intelligent about it, and he knows it's going to work out, and he knows he's going to be the one to work it out. Mm-hmm. Even is, if he's, like, unconventional about it, he still yeah, gets it done. So. Exactly. Um, so he meets Lucille at the Peach Pussycat. Um, she describes her husband, which I think is so funny because it's kind of like lent this way by her and by Rebecca, the dancer later who he talks to, mm-hmm. that they're just kind of this like new age couple in a sense. Like she describes her husband as like, well, he's a man. He's a man. Right. He just like does whatever and completely is insinuating to Sam like, I'm sure he was sleeping around. Yeah, I'm sure he was doing all these and things. And it's just so nonchalant. Like, it doesn't you. matter. Right. Yeah. Obviously, he owns this big strip club. Exactly. And show place. Like, obviously, he's doing something, and she just doesn't nope. Doesn't care. She just wasn't grieving at all. They're making money, so she's like, I don't really... Well, no, she wasn't. That's, because I think they were more like partners. They weren't mm-hmm. in love with each other. It was They were gaining things from each other, whether mm-hmm. it was, like, drugs, money, this, like, lifestyle or appearance of a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they really... No, because she would have about each other. She would have. I mean, people show their grief in different ways, but I feel like she would have been a lot more involved and upset and everything about this. There's no way that she was no. like, okay, whatever. No. Like there was no romance there, and she knew that he was exactly. I think she shady. has more of a hand in his murder than you yeah, know we now. Think she's involved in some part of it. Abs- she, uh, she I think right? that she's involved. I don't yeah. think that she like, t- like actually. Did right. it herself, but I feel like she she probably knew about it at some point and just didn't care. Absolutely, like she's involved somehow. Like I think she's involved in the bigger picture with like Guapo and the whole drug right. deals, the yeah. underworld thing going yeah. on. Yeah, right and now. because even when um, even when Sam goes and meets with Rebecca and she brings up the whole issue with the keys and finds out that Marvin is the one who mm-hmm. had the other keys to the shop, she says that Lucille is the or no 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 when Sam goes to confront Marvin. 
he says that Rebecca had told him Lucille was the one who called him to let her in. So Lucille was the one yeah. who knew that Marvin had the keys. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even Gladner. Well, and Sam who, at the end was like, oh, you know, it happened to be drugs or whatever. And she was like, oh. Like, she was not surprised by it at all. Like, no. she knows what's happening. And why was Rachel the one that was grieving more than anyone? She wasn't. She was she, upset. She was acting, though, which I think... Was the girl that was crying. Yes. Yeah. Because, like, when she was dancing at the end and he went back to talk to um, Lucille about mm-hmm. her, the final ending of the murder case um he like looked up at her and then called lucille out on being a liar and a performer because she had just been talking about rebecca crying so what was her motivation for for crying (laughs) what was her motivation to cry and put on a show like well i think she's closer with lucille than she lets on okay so i think she was actually helping lucille by throwing Marvin under the bus, like deflecting the situation okay, to actually okay, get okay. it. Yeah. I think there's a lot more happening in that peach pussy cat than they oh, let the on. Oh, peach pussy, pussy cat. Uh-huh. I hope we see a lot more of the peach pussy cat. And I, I don't know about you guys, but like I thought just in general that whole setup is super super cool to this like to the era that we're in yeah. and them being like fully body pain mm-hmm. like it's so cool and mm-hmm. her crying with the full body it just was yeah, a it, really cool yeah element. it definitely enhanced like yeah. the time period and everything that was going on well, I just think the name is just great marketing it's true it's true i totally loved it i thought it was really cool and so i mean i think we'll see more of it even though lucille looks so much like opal it really messes with me so i think she's got more of a role to play lucille absolutely yeah. she really really does um and, and mike obviously has so much more i i love mike's character mm-hmm. like i don't know what you guys have talked about like beforehand cuz i haven't been here sorry guys yeah. <laughs> but i love mike's character he's such like a just crazy little entity on the show that remains this kind uh, to me kind of like a comedic element of the show yeah it's like where it otherwise is like kind of like hard and not not so inviting like he's he makes it funny and helps to exactly. lighten the mood a little bit and things like is that what you're trying to get exactly at? Right. So, so mike bryan snitch the guy that was arrested who are we talking about yes how's he gonna survive that he's blowing his cover he's, he's, he's done <laughs> but like do we even do we call mike a snitch like i i don't even think mike's a snitch as much as he's just like this druggy little kid who right. like bops around I everywhere don't think he knows, like it's not no. like he's intentionally going out to snitch and cause all this drama no. it just happens he's a young kid and he doesn't know what's going on exactly how, how is he gonna survive now <laughs> well, they, I they guess that's what we're going to find out. I know, right? <laughs> He's in all right. sorts of trouble. The guy got away, and they saw he was setting yeah. up with Brian there. Well, hopefully now, though, that he technically helped the case, they'll be having his back they're a bit have more. They're going to back, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're not just going to, like, throw him out to the no. walls, hopefully. I really want them to, like, throw Mike into the whole, like, Manson bit and, like, yeah? undercover. Because he could so easily yeah, go undercover in that kind of thing. Call. That's but, a good call. So he has to be a cop first, though, right? Yeah, they're not going to make him go through all that training. Sam's going to be like, oh, whatever, just throw him in. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, exactly, right? Sam doesn't really care. No, Sam doesn't care. Break what rules? I don't know. (laughs) Um, We didn't see Charmaine, did we, this episode? No. No, we didn't. At all. Maybe she's chilling at Charles Manson's house and just... Yeah, right? (laughs) Mess around. Hopefully we'll see her next week. Um, But then, at the end of this whole, like, Gladner story within the actual... um, uh, police station, whatever. We have uh, Lieutenant, what is his name? Lieutenant, um, shoot, Mm -hmm. I wrote it down and I can't remember his name. Whatever, Lieutenant, what, does he kill himself? 
the lieutenant, they walk did, in. Did he overdose, or what did he do? Was it, it suicide? Looked, it looked like a suicide, and then he knocked out, mm-hmm. hit his head, bashed it in, dead. But they weren't clear with that, right? I didn't miss that. We just saw the drugs on the table. Exactly. We saw him on the Yeah, floor. they didn't tell us, like, what happened. Right. Which, like, what do you guys think? Do you think that he no, killed himself? I don't think so. I think they no. shut, set it up to make it look like he killed himself. Like, the drugs were conveniently placed on the table and he happened to have the right mark on his head. Like, no. Agreed. It's so, not that easy. So what do you think happened? I think that Cutler has something to do with his death. Because Cutler is now being promoted to lieutenant because the lieutenant is dead. Mm-hmm. And Cutler was having all of those, like, power struggles with Sam and Brian, like, sure. taking his case. And, uh-huh. like, clearly Cutler has issues with Sam to begin with. So you think it's murder? I do. Yeah. I absolutely do. And isn't it just quite convenient that Cutler's the one who finds him? And it's lieutenant. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. It, no. Yeah. yeah, and like uh, I don't know, color is just a sketchy I mean, man. We could be totally wrong about that, but I think it that it's he's sketchy. Yeah, absolutely, no, it, totally, it definitely does. Yeah, and I mean, and like not to mention, color has issues with you know Sam and being with Opal now, who is Sam's, I guess, current wife, as we were talking about before. Still, right. wife just I thought separated. it was his ex-wife, but yeah, separated. So, I'm assuming separated. That's what it seems like. So that's the biggest. Sam's so smart, that's the biggest mistake he's made so far, ever marrying that woman. I, I can't work it out. I'm like, he's a smart detective, yeah. presentable guy. But well, he I'm sure she wasn't always that way. Yeah. No. I don't know. Maybe. She's just like a drunk. She just comes across a moron, but he was yeah. a drunk too, so maybe they just yeah. got drunk together. And, and they was... had a kid and then tried to make it work, and then he just realized she was nuts. Well, I think it's interesting too, like just all the relationships in the show, at least at that age frame, are are going through all these struggles, and it, I think it's kind of like a reflection of the ch- change in the time period and how much is like socially changing around them. Mm-hmm. That these women and men just like aren't. It's not what it used to be. There's like this power struggle, and like women can go and sleep with other men, and it's right. you know what I mean. Yeah. And there's more lenient, not leniency, but it's I don't know. It's becoming accepted, and these women are really enforcing their power and right and the best relationship we seem to have is the one between brian and his wife and that's an an unconventional uh situation right there i love that though yeah i I really do i and obviously they did that stuff on purpose which i think is absolutely wonderful i think that's a great part of the series though they added the race element in the tension they showed at this episode with what happened well they had to because that's exactly what was going on at that time period like that's that's all what it was about was a racial tension war well and also with I mean, with that and what was written on um, Brian's garage mm-hmm. about his wife, about well, about him and his wife, sure. and Sam going over there. Um, well, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, I, I'm intrigued to see now how the whole like Black Panther Party plays into his relationship with his wife, or if it will in any way, mm-hmm. and what her thoughts are on it. Yeah, I think it has to. Right, it has to play in at some point, and it's also kind of strange to me that Sam won't take any part in. Brian's in like meeting Brian's wife or talking to Brian's wife. Have I you guys know. noticed that? So do, you don't think he's happy with it? I don't. I just think at that time, like it wasn't as it's it's not conventional, and he doesn't know how to handle it. Like I don't necessarily like think he's a racist or anything, but I think that right that yeah. that I mean everybody's adjusting to it, and he he just didn't see it coming. Like remember the first time where we met his wife. Like was Sam like was just very taken aback, yeah. and Brian did. And I feel like he's him. still getting used to it because he yeah. he was like, "Oh, come in, and you know, my wife's here, and you can hang out with my baby." And he was like, "Oh, I, I gotta go," and like it's not like he had anywhere to go. He just, I feel like he feels uncomfortable with it at this point. I absolutely agree, and and also 
in that conversation between Sam and Brian, and Sam moves that conversation into being about his own son Mm -hmm. and then tells Brian what he needs to do and not to cover up the paint so much. I think Sam sees Brian slightly as his son. So seeing with, you know, him being an ex or coming out of the Vietnam War Mm -hmm. and his son having been in it as well, Mm -hmm. I think he sees Brian as somebody like his son. So Mm -hmm. seeing him with a woman of color, which is like very new and everything. I I think everything feels personal to him to some degree. That's a great point. Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like like I was saying, I don't think he's a racist, but I, I think that just yeah, he's just affected differently by exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. He's not mad. I don't I don't think he's disapproving of it no. in any way. I think he just when he looks at Brian and he sees what Brian's doing. He sees his son potentially doing the exact same thing. Right, and things. it's just different for him as yeah. it's so new at the time. Yeah. He respects mm-hmm. Brian. Oh, I, absolutely. I really think he does. The fact he goes under the cover, the fact he's not, like, nervous about showing off his wife. I completely he agree. He invited Sam. I think last week was when I really saw Sam's respect for him, when mm-hmm. he made Sam come over and meet his wife, mm-hmm. like, absolutely. proudly. Yeah. But Sam might not necessarily, he doesn't know how to handle it, of course. Right. But he does respect him as a cop, and I like their relationship right now. You can I see do too. In the way they joke around a bit. There's like really dry humor mm-hmm. between them, especially with right, which is really well. Their personalities are just so different that it just like fits so well together. They are, but at the same time, they're still like cut from the same cloth, no matter the age difference. Mm-hmm. Like, like uh, at one point, Sam says when he's talking to um, uh, shoot, what's his name, Dave Patroner. I think that's how you say his last name. Who is staying with Walter or is keeping Walter safe or whatnot, hiding Walter. Um, And he says to him the comment about, like, I I fought for love and freedom and all this stuff for us to come home and still be sitting on, like, these plastic couches. Exactly, right. Which is so something I think Brian feels, too. It's Mm -hmm. just they're at just different ages and we're raised at different times. But I think they still have the same intentions and I... And the same values and and morals and whatnot. Brian's well ahead of his time. Oh. Right now, well ahead mm-hmm. of his time. How old is Brian? Do we know? I don't know. I know he's 27 in real life. Oh, oh, well, okay. Maybe he's 27 then. But yeah, I mean, he's he's in his 20s, I'm assuming, he's, right? Yeah, he has to be. So Right? It's cool to see that actor, too. I, I think Gray Damon, is Gray that his name? Yeah. Gray, yeah. I think it's so cool to see him on this show, too, because up until now, he's done a lot of, like, teen shows. Yeah. It's great mm-hmm. to see him. And he is killing this role. I'm impressed with him, by the way. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. He's it's, killing it. He plays that role beautifully. Especially, like, playing opposite David Duchovny. Yeah. Like, it's got to be, like, intimidating and yeah. in itself. Oh, my gosh. But he really holds his own. Like he, He's playing it's, the character just so beautifully, and mm. it's really cool to watch. I'd fall to pieces. <laughs> I'd be like Charles Manson. I'd kiss like his feet. Duchovny. Right, <laughs> he's really, really killing it. Um, but I guess, I guess we can kind of talk about Walter as well, real quick. Why do you guys think Walter is hiding out? Like, what is it because of his parents? Or okay, to be honest, I when I first saw it, it, it that the guy, what's his name, that was holding him out or helping him out, David, Dave, Dave Patroner, Dave Patroner. Yeah. So yeah. my first impression was that they were lovers. Oh, really? I that was my that. first. I love that. I don't know. It was just my first impression. 
And I was watching my boyfriend. He's like, no way, no way. But, like, for me, I don't know. That was the first impression I got. And then I was like, okay, maybe I'm wrong. So, I'm like, because that was my first instinct, maybe that has something to do with it. No, that would totally... Honestly, I don't know. I didn't think that at all, but that would completely make sense. Especially since Dave is also wanting to become a priest. He's he's becoming a priest. And he's yes. out of it, too. Like, and I feel and like he was just hiding him in his house. I don't yeah. know. The way he, like, came around the corner, it just, like... well. And everything on the show is calculated to show how much times are changing. Mm-hmm. That that would be another example of a relationship that is new to society. Right. Uh, much like how Ken is so much struggling with his sexuality. Yeah. Like how he came up to... Yeah, he's in all sorts of trouble. Oh my gosh. He's Ken's all, a hot mess. Oh my god, Ken. <laughs> is an absolute we can, hot mess. We can get to Ken, but... Yeah, right? But, yeah, I mean, what was your impression about that? With the... Uh, I, I, I like your point, though. I never would have thought of that. Yeah. No. But, um, he fled, right? He fled. Was he scared? Was he? He just wanted to get home. Was it? Was it Opal's fault? I have Walter. It, yeah, I have no idea. It's like, did he? Was he okay? Because did, maybe he was. At, he was in Vietnam. Yeah, we know that. And, and he, she wrote the letter to get him out because she was sick. This is what, and he just never came home though to her. Is that right? Well. Yeah. He did come home. But he didn't... He came home, but did he actually come home to his family? Or did he just immediately come and hide out? Oh, I'm not sure. Isn't he scared of getting arrested for fleeing? Well, actually, I think you're right, because he wrote the note to the mo- to Opal. Right. He wrote a letter to her, and Sam was so concerned about what it said. And it said... I'm not fleeing, I'm doing what's right. I'm not fleeing... Yeah. Yeah, I'm not fleeing, I'm doing what's right. I'm not running, I'm doing what I have to do, I love you. That's what it was. I just feel like, which, I, I don't know. I mean, I have I'm to, not fleeing. Yeah. I'm doing what I have to do. I don't know. I feel they. I feel like they've been slightly discreet thus far about what's going on well, with their entire family. Well, like knows the dynamics. way more than Sam does. So I feel like, okay, she wouldn't have written the letter to get Walt out unless she knew that something serious was going on with him, is what I feel. You know? Like, I feel like she wrote it for him, and then she knows more than Sam, but she's not telling him anything. No. Which I, I just don't understand. Do you think that she knows more than Sam, or do you think they're both in the dark? I, I have no idea, because part of me thinks know. that maybe Sam knows or understands a little bit more what's happening, so that's why he's being as calm as he is about it. Okay, so you think Sam knows more than Opal? I think, okay. or he's, he's has some inclinations about what right, is going on with like, his Right, because he's like, he's not looking for him as much as Opal is? Right. Yeah, okay, and that makes Opal's sense. Opal's, like, flailing. Like, yeah, yeah, she yeah. is losing her cool. That woman is, like, She's spiraling nuts. down a rabbit hole. She cray. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but I feel like she, like... I feel like she knew more about the situation of getting him out in the first place, though. Like, not that, we're, not that she knows where he is now. I don't think she has any idea where he is now. It, I, I, no, I don't think she does either. I think she has no idea. If well, gets, she's crazy, and she's acting like she doesn't know anything. So. Doesn't if he get found, though, he goes to jail for fleeing? Oh, yeah, he's uh, in huge trouble, he's right? He's in huge trouble, so he has to hide out. And Sam was playing it by the book, this one thing, because he's got respect for the war and the process, the previous episodes. He said he's going to have to deal with it, right? I have no idea. So that's why he's hiding? I don't I don't I, know. I, don't know. I feel like There's there, we, a, we just have a lot more to learn on that. And we do. It's, but this was the first time that we've seen Walter, wasn't it? Yeah, I didn't know it was him yeah. at first, even. I was like, that's him. Like, that's Walt, right? I, I don't think I've ever seen him before. Yeah. No. Oh, no. Well, the like actual character, yeah, in, in the flash. No, we right. saw him for two seconds. Yeah, and he—I mean, he looked sad and he looked terrified. Sad, right. 
But I thought it was also interesting because Dave's conversation with Sam was like, are you sure your son knows that you're not just here being a cop and that you're here as a father? Like, that's what he kept insinuating to Sam, Mm -hmm. that maybe there's a poor relationship between Walter and his father, Mm -hmm. that he doesn't really feel like he has a father but just has a cop dad. Mm -hmm. I thought he was trying to say that to see whether he'll take him to the police. Take oh, his own really? son to the police. Yeah, oh, like, I don't think he would do that. Are you here as a cop or well, are you here in, as a dad? In a previous episode, they were talking about that because it seems like Sam is so convent, or unconventional about everything else that he does. He, he doesn't care about being illegal and everything. But when he was talking to Opal about, she was like, don't go to the, like, don't take him in. Don't take Walt in on this. And he was like, that's like, basically, I, I'm going to have to arrest him because it's illegal. So it was different because it was like with his other clients and with everybody else in the world. We well, mentioned that last he, episode. He doesn't need, he, it, it's okay. He can be illegal. But with his son, he like wants to go by the book and, and wants to be so serious about it. And if, right. if he's doing something wrong, he wants to. So, yeah, I thought Dave was trying want, to suss him out with that. But maybe I was completely wrong saying, will you, you know, will you have him arrested? Hmm. I didn't even think that at all. I really didn't, which that's an interesting point, mm-hmm. though. I thought it was just he was bringing up more so for Walter's sake as Walter's friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you going to act as his dad or are you going to act like this cop person and continue keeping a relationship from your son mm-hmm. because you're too busy being a cop to see mm-hmm. that your son like needs you? No, that's a really good point. I, I totally agree with that. So I think it's... Which is interesting because... It, and I feel like this is a kind of character that David Duchovny leans towards mm-hmm. is having this like emotional detachment sure. from char- like his characters always have this emotional struggle that they have to go through. And they're always more so focused on their work or this like idea of themselves rather than seeing what's in front of them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I, I don't yeah. know. I just think it's right. interesting. Look at California Cation. Exactly. <laughs> and X-Files. Like he, yeah. it's just, I don't know. I love David Duchovny, but I just think it's like an interesting thing. Or maybe that's something he personally brings to his characters. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess, I mean, I guess kind of we can go ahead and start talking about the whole Manson and Emma right. and everything if you guys are down to get into that. Oh, let's definitely get into that. <laughs> Which, like, I'm actually really stoked to talk about this because I know that this is the least that Manson has been in an episode mm-hmm. thus far. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was trying to read a bunch of things today like reviews on the show, what people have said mm-hmm. about the after show, which unfortunately I'm sorry you guys, I didn't get to watch the after show yet but I did I'm read sorry. all of your all's comments to see everything else but I read, <laughs> I read everybody's comments to see what you all thought about it and I just, I kept noticing from everything from, you know, not even from the after show but from people just online and comments on like IMDB about mm-hmm. the show and everything, that it's Everybody is everywhere on this show. Like, is it a cop drama? Right. Is it about Manson? Is it about the time period? Mm-hmm. And and I thought it's really cool to me to come on on this episode, mm-hmm. starting out after reading all of that, and this not being about Manson. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it kind of answers a lot of people's questions about what this show is actually about. This episode and the fact that it's focused on so many other things, and the whole Manson storyline is kind of in. Yeah, well, in, in, on the back burner. It's a yeah. period piece. It's it's showcasing the '60s and everything. And this whole change. Well, it's like Charles Manson is an uh, important part in this because he was so big in this time period. But he's not the main factor here. No, that, and that's not what they. I, I feel like that's not what they wanted to be about. Like because I mean, someone commented that you know 
Charles Manson, all his documentaries and all his films were already done. Like, they're done in the past. Like, they've had so many of those. And this, like, he has to be a part of it, but it's not necessarily just about him. And, like, I originally was, like, hoping it would be more about Charles Manson. But, like, I was, too. Right. And, like, I can totally understand, though, like, why it isn't and how they want right. to showcase, you know, the the time and what was going on with the cops and with all the drugs and everything. Yeah, so, I, I can understand it. Like, I wanted it to be more about Charlie Manson, but, like, I, I get where it's... Yeah, Why it's not. Oh, yeah. All you got to do is look at what the '60s was: drugs, right. race, sex, rock and roll politics, and then look what we've seen so far. Have we seen drugs? Yes. Have we seen race? Yes. Have we seen politics? Yes. Have we seen Absolutely. Hip-hop? It just happens that Charles Manson was so big in this Have time we seen period. Rock and roll. Well, yes. and not to mention, uh, and <laughs> I kind of actually this is funny, mm-hmm. and I'm probably going to do it if you guys don't care. Okay, I kind of because I was asking my mom about the show because mm-hmm. she was really excited about it too, and I was like, "Listen, I want to know what you think this show is about." Mm-hmm. When you watched it, what was your immediate reaction? And what she said back, I was like, that is a yes. Yeah. That is what absolutely is what I think it is about. And she worded it perfectly. She put, so you can hear from my mother, everybody. <laughs> I think the show somewhat captures that it was a time when a lot was already going on. Racial tension, anger, and warranted mistrust over the insane war, drugs, etc. And then it was as... And then it was as if the madness festered in the form of this single psychopath uh-huh. and in an already tumultuous time, his crime prompted a collective gasp of horror. Wow, wow good Jeez. wording. Right? There we go. V Pritch, she Shut knows what's up. up. Did she write that quickly? Did she take it time? How Y'all, long? she wrote me a novel. Oh, That's a great... A novel. Well, but, uh, there you go, because it, all this craziness was going on and then everybody just focuses on what Charles Manson did because he was this crazy exactly well person in this in this time yeah and it's like this over they have to keep him in the story as this overlying through line because it is like it's history all though of that's this, what right all this stuff was happening and then his group was about these things that were happening. Mm-hmm. He brought this group together that should have been this like beautiful thing at what his cult was about. And then he turns that around and flips it on t- the entire society. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the whole world just f- fell flat on their face. Right. Like what? And if I was in this time period, he probably would have had me in that group. Right. I would have been like, yes, drugs, sex, love. Right. You're a charming man. I'm totally I behind love you. what your mom said. Yeah. Right, I was, was like, she cool, like in mom? this time period when how old was she? During she was this? a kid. Okay, so she's yeah, a kid. okay. Um, but and I just think that's cool. And this episode, I think, just shows that because it focused on everything else, mm-hmm. and then this was just like an ending it's story little, note, right? To keep it like going, keep going, and not to mention they chose to start the show. In '67, the year right after Manson gets out of out of prison, mm-hmm. and when he starts forming the Manson family, mm-hmm. um, so it's at the beginning before all these murders start so, happening. Yeah, and it's the year after the Black Panther Party is formed. So this is like a pivotal year, right? So we like, have a long way to go before Charlie oh my God. even starts going with exactly. his craziness. Like right now, they're just chilling, doing their own thing. Like we have a long way to go. When oh did yeah, you get crazy. '69. Yes, '69. I think it's '69, right? I think that's when they start killing people. But the whole, like, Sharon Tate murder and everything is, like, what, like a year into I I don't know. I'd have to, like, brush back up on oh, that. Well, so well, are we going to go into that? that keep goes, asking that. Oh, you mean in the show? Yeah. I hope so. Way later, I think, though. Not We'd have to get, soon. like, seasons. But I'm I don't like, even think it's going to be in this season. No. Mm-hmm. No. They have a lot. Yeah, long, and we don't like, know about the rest, another season, do we? 
Oh, we no, I don't know yet, oh. but I'm sure. I, I feel like they're setting it up to have other seasons. Right. Because I was looking at David Duchovny. He's got the X-Files coming up soon. He's got an album release. He's got a lot going on. He's so killing I'm, it. I don't know if he's got time for another I season. Think you better show, make time, David Duchovny. <laughs> I think that the show will progress from being more about the time period and everything. I mean, it still will be, but it'll progress more into looking at Charles Manson and right. seeing everything that's going on with him. Yeah. Because it's going to show, obviously at some point, whether it be this season or seasons to come, it's going to show exactly what happens with the murders. I'm hoping it, it'll show what's going on with the murders. Right. But that's going to be, you know, a right. long time. And I'm stoked also to see the whole progression of the Black Panther Party. Because, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because the, to be honest, and maybe this shows my age and makes me sound really ignorant, but like, <laughs> I don't know as much about it as I would like to even when I try to like understand it I'm like oh because I don't understand what's exactly how it became like I understand when things started to like go down and Mm -hmm. it started to be seen as something different than it was you know what I mean but I I totally agree with that yeah yeah. it'll be like a good learning point for for a lot of people exactly I think they've created a show that brought people in with the interest of Charles Manson especially after you know in recent years and I don't know what he's like 80 now and yeah he's like just got married yeah (laughs) (laughs) whatever's happening so I think it's a great way for them to bring audiences in but then to educate also and show right you know. exactly like it's a his- historical piece as well yeah so if, if people didn't go study after they watched an episode they wouldn't know what was going on no yes. they have no idea it's so, so true it, mm-hmm. it is an educational piece in that regard I guess. yeah mm-hmm. we're probably pissing people off by saying that they're like educational are you yeah. crazy they're doing an awful job of showing that well whatever but, I mean, for some people that didn't live through that time period i mean we learn about it in history class but we don't learn all the little ins and outs that go into it. And obviously it's a TV show. It's not going to show us everything, but it helps. Exactly. People didn't live through Shakespeare time and people were Shakespeare historians. Right, right. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're getting it, guys. We're figuring it out. But yeah. anyways, I just wanted to, I wanted to hear what they all had to say about that and so you guys could hear what we as a panel think about it all as well. So you can comment and let us know what you guys think about that. Mm-hmm. But now we'll get back to the actual <laughs> what right. happened with Manson in this episode. Right. Um, so, Ken... Ken, crazy Ken. Ken. Crazy, crazy Ken. Has, like, lost his mind. And and he, okay, so... Well, let's go back to the beginning of what happened with Ken in the episode. Yes. So right away we see Ken with this man, and they're in a bathroom, and... He's getting raped. But was he getting raped? No. No, he's getting raped. He was at a gay park. He was waiting for that. It wasn't... No, he wasn't. I don't think he was was getting raped. He would have put up way... I don't think he was getting raped. No, I think that... Well, maybe not raped, but he was getting... Sodomized. Yes. Yes. We understand, yeah, but... He was waiting for that. Was like, no, he, he wasn't. He was in a gay park. He was that, waiting. Stop he was, it. He was. You think he was waiting for it? I know that. He I don't think he was necessarily waiting for it, but he definitely didn't do anything to stop it when it happened. No. So he was not getting, quote-unquote, raped. He's playing like the victim, even though it's something that he wants. And that's exactly. why he showed up. Yeah. That, that's, that's a perfect way exactly. to play. He's playing the victim, even though it's something that he deep down wants. He wants to put on yep. his facade as if it's something that he doesn't want. But deep down he does, which is why he doesn't stop the man Ooh, from raping him. The whole thing was planned. It you, was. You, it was planned by Manson. Manson sent that man. That's why Ken shows up. And he says, with you that ruined gun. my life. Yeah. And he's like, you ruined my life. You know what you but did. But did Manson send? I, I, think, I think he did. I think he just meant you... When he showed up with a gun and said, you ruined my life, I think he just meant you turned... You know, before this, I was living the perfect life. Okay, I was straight. I was with my wife. We were great. And then you showed up and you turned me gay. Is what he's thinking. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. I dig that. And then, and then that's why that furthers it. Why he came up with a gun because he he liked it. 
when he was getting raped, you know, he, he liked it and he was like, deep okay. down, he was like, I don't want to like this. You know, Manson's the one that ruined my life. You know what? I think you're right. Yeah. I'm wrong. I'll tell you something. Girl. <laughs> I'll tell no, that was a good, that was a good, like, point though. I'll tell you hanging out for it. Am I wrong? I, I, I still was, don't think that's I correct. I thought it was a gay park. He had his fl- whiskey flask. He was sort of looking around. The guy saw him. I thought it was just maybe. Wasn't he in the bathroom? Maybe you're right though, because then if he wasn't the, sent by Manson, then maybe that does make sense the, because what man just walks up to the other man and is like, let me escort you to the bathroom. And the guy went to the bathroom, he turned, he's <laughs> you know like, are I mean? you coming? You know, you following me? I guess maybe that's true. I, I can get behind that as well. You guys let know. us know what you think. I don't know. It definitely wasn't unwanted. That's but, all I know. But I love, like, I just, I, I thought it was really interesting, though, that when he does confront Manson, Manson keeps saying to him, I freed you. I freed, I freed you. you. Which is kind of true, because if Ken was, if this is who Ken was deep down, even though he doesn't want to be it on the outside, I mean... Manson did free him, technically. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a really interesting thing about mm-hmm. Manson's character as that he sees sex as a means of connecting a human to themselves and what they really want. Mm-hmm. And, like, that being the way of letting love out. Right. Which is, and your true self Which is, Did you guys watch The Leftovers? Mm-mm. Anybody? Not. Okay. Well, watch it. <laughs> okay. But it's interesting because the cult leader in The Leftovers believes the same thing. Okay. And I thought that was just like an interesting comparison. Well, was, I just yeah. thought it was weird. That's all Manson was about. You know, free love. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You know, he would have sex with both both sexes. You know, it didn't matter to him. And he would just seize it as a way of freeing yourself and loving each other. And I mean, it started with the whole, you know, we just want to love each other and and not bad. And then it just turns completely bad. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting to see how that how that plays it is. out. And in the 60s, being gay is still illegal, right? Um, I think it still was. I, so he hasn't really... He hasn't I really think it's... Though, I don't... It isn't still it sod, like the 40s sodomy is, is still actually illegal in some places. Like being gay in the forties during the Second World War and fifties was illegal. Yes. Uh, was it still in the sixties? This I'm this not, is right at the end of the beginning of all the bathhouses, right? Yeah. Yeah. So and like them doing the whole like glory holes, glory hole stuff. This is right at the end of that, correct? Like the turn of that. I think so. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm scared of saying something and, wrong and, here. Th- exactly, yeah. but, I, but I, I think it is the wrong thing. Well, you guys can let let us know if we're you know common and let us know. I'm like really trying to think about this now, but I think that's like right post after that. So sure, there are okay. still them arresting people for being gay. So but I think this be, is right after that ended them arresting people to be gay. Because I thought he still has ruined his life because now he's out of the closet. He's in serious trouble. His career's ruined. He's successful. His Does his wife ruined. know? I think she knows. I think she knows deep down, but does she... She doesn't... When he came home and she was like, get out of the house and everything, what was all that about? Why... What... Well, I... Because she doesn't trust him. He's... Like, he has known his daughter was gone. And he knows that his daughter was with Manson. But she doesn't know that he was with Manson and that they're connected in that way. Correct? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't Sam tell her the previous episode that... Ken was with Manson, and Ken, mm. know, and that's all stems from that. Ken knows Manson. They, you know, and she was like, "How do you know this man?" Which yeah. I still don't. Maybe I, which I still don't think I fully understand what his connection exactly is with Manson, and that's why. what you were saying last week. Well, he was his lawyer. We know that, right? And something must have happened in there. They probably started having sex while. He was his lawyer, I'm assuming, and then something happened where, I don't know, maybe he didn't represent him correctly, or something happened with his, like, probation that, like, made Manson, like, pissed at Ken. Well, isn't that, because this is right when Manson gets out of prison. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it's because of Ken that Manson was in prison. 
Is that correct? I don't know if it's because of him that he was in prison, but it's something that happened with so he's Ken come out representing with a vengeance, right? Well, that's how it happened at the beginning of the episodes. Now I don't think he has any vengeance towards Ken anymore. But that's what happened at the beginning. Okay. And like Emma was kind of just like this little doll in between them. That, but now you know she's there and she's right. staying, and Manson likes her and whatnot. Do you think Manson's using Emma as though like a player in his little game? I don't think anymore. Okay. I feel like maybe at the beginning. Okay. Because he was mad at Ken or whatever he was with Ken. Interesting. So when Emma was crying, when she saw her dad, what, did she know? What what was she thinking? I think that's when she kind of found, like, figured out. Yeah. Because Ken's known that she's there. She saw that he was there the first time. She's like, I thought I heard my dad's voice here. Yeah. And now she saw him and, like, he was like, I freed you. I freed you. Like, I feel like if I saw that conversation going on, I'd be like, okay. I couldn't decide if that she was, like, brainwashed and thought what was happening was, like, beautiful to some degree what like she felt good for her father being moved and freed by Manson or if she was upset because finding out her father maybe gay and have ties with she Manson was, she was happy or thought it was beautiful at all I didn't, I didn't think that either I feel like she was like upset I couldn't decide okay. because like yeah. I felt like if you know she still had ties to her dad and wanted to be with her dad she would something would have happened to make her say something to him or go find him well, which I guess we'll find out and next week it was strange week. too because he, I mean, Ken obviously saw Emma. He he looked right. her right in the eyes, and he still left. What was that all about? Like, he's like, I think maybe he was just like so embarrassed and so right. like down yeah, on himself. He and he's like, oh my god, humiliated. Yeah, and just like that, his daughter heard this, but he never came out and was like and said that he was gay. Like it just, I mean, with the conversation, I feel like maybe she was. Right. She kind of understood, and he was just humiliated about it and was like, okay, I'm leaving. But then he got home, and his wife was like, so you saw her, and you didn't get her? Like, what? And he's like, well, let's go back, and we'll get her. And she's like, no, I'm going with someone that I can trust. Because Absolutely. you were there, and you didn't do anything about it. So she knows that something's going on with Manson. And I Ken. was so concerned when Emma shot that gun that she had shot her mother. I was Dude, like... I thought so, too. Emma, like, those, <laughs> those, like, faces that were changing, like, so it was, like, cool. demons and, like, craziness. It was, like, beautiful, and then it was, like, demons. And then her eyes were all big and, like, hearts and... That was crazy. And, then, and it just showed, like, the drugs and oh my God, it was what so they cool. do to you. And she just went ape, you know? Like, she just went crazy. She did. And then, then David Duchovny just fixed it all up. Just grabbed it. I know. Yeah. Just threw her in the car. She was, like, hanging out the window, and I was like, she totally could have jumped She's out if she jump. tried. Like, she just went Well, up. I think this is a great time, then, since we are at the end, and Emma is now going to be home with her family to go into predictions. Predictions? Yeah. And now... You're after Buzz TV. After Buzz predictions. Okay, let's let's think about this here. Okay, Paige, you go first. All right, <laughs> you I go have, first. I let me let me think for a minute. Ready? I'm never I never have them ready. I know. I, I never either. feel I like, like I do, do too. When I go when I go through, you right? go first. Oh, just leaving me on the um predictions. Do you think Emma will go back? Well, we know she's going to go back. Because yeah. we see David Duchovny punching the hell out of Manson. He's going, "You're killing me," and she's going, "She's gone." So we okay. know we know she's going back. I think she's definitely going to go back, but then I feel like at some point, Emma's going to realize that this is just craziness. I don't think she's going to go through all the way, like, with Manson throughout the whole season. I think that she's going to get out at some point. Like, even though she's going to go home now, I feel like she's going to, or that she's going to go back now, that she'll end up going home again eventually, because she's going to realize that this is nuts. I'm going to predict that someone is going to die soon, whether it be Ken or... Walt, the Ooh, son. Ken. I would agree with Ken dying. Or something, but there's going to be a death. Some he might commit suicide. I don't think Walt can die yet. 
No, I don't think so either. But I do think that we'll see either. We'll. I think definitely we'll see more of Walt's story in the next mm-hmm, episode mm-hmm. as to his motives. And I think Ken's heading towards just jumping off a cliff. Yeah, Ken's to that point where he's just so sad and like he feels like his life is ruined. You know, his marriage is all messed up. Oh my god. Poor Ken. You know, he's just... Do we feel... Okay, do we feel bad for Ken? I feel kind of bad for Ken. I mean, I feel like he definitely like took things way too far, but like he was just someone that like couldn't like live out his true self and then all this stuff started happening because of it. So there's part of me that feels sympathetic for him. He's just just not a man. He's just so soft. (laughs) He's got no backbone. He just... He is... A man going through some changes some during changes. a time period when he but, may be able to accept those well, changes and exactly. doesn't know what, what to do about it. What said is exactly you. right. I mean, having to hide your sexuality must be one of the hardest things. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. You know? Even, to, you know, to his family and everything, he can't he can't be his true self. And that, like, yeah. I feel like something, he's obviously depressed. and But he's not being fair towards his daughter. He's not doing the right thing. No. He's not no. making any sort of man effort to get her back. He's got a serious story that we need to, like, find out right. about. We need to figure out what's going on with him and the wife. Yeah. Every we need to know all these backstories. I, I think Sam and the wife are gonna hook up again. Oh absolutely. I think that's gonna be a whole thing. So you're yeah. Gonna have a whole the there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a really good prediction. I think that I just like you know, nailed it. So Yeah. And I think so that'll be interesting. I think Emma will be quite affected by that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Ex- oh yeah, because both of her parents are just yeah, going crazy. And then known, now so. he's or she's sleeping with Sam, which is interesting. And then that would probably motivate her. I mean, she always wanted to go back to Manson, yeah. but that'll even push her farther Absolutely. because her family's falling apart. Absolutely, good well, prediction. Great, we really predicted what well, you predict? guys. Yay. I agree with everything you say, <laughs> Woo. and I think we're going to see a lot about the Black Panther Party in the next episode, which Agreed. I'm pretty stoked about. So, Agreed. yay! There's so yay, much we don't Aquarius. know. Yeah, so that's it, you guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Let's get some. Where can everybody find you? All right. <laughs> well, I'm Paige Bonanno, and you guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever at Paige Bonanno. I'm Guy David. Find me at Guy and a Girl Show on Twitter and Facebook. Nice. And I'm Hannah Pritchard. You guys, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Hotshot Dude. That's Ooh, really the name. There we go. Thank you guys Thanks so much. <laughs> we'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.